0: Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason and I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. Well, what great timing! DC Fandom has brought us an abundance of news and trailers to cover, pretty much the whole show. But we've still got heaps of other news to talk about uh, the casting of Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, a spin off of WandaVision, a spin off of that 70s show. And another spin-off of The Walking Dead. So many spin-offs. Heaps, heaps. But let's, um, let's start off with Trailer Talk, because I know you want to get into all of the, uh, the DC fandomness of the episode, I guess. And, and Trailer Talk, we'll kick it off with the DC fandom stuff. I'll let you lead. I'll let you lead with this. You asked me, am I actually going to watch DC fandom? Like, watch it live. And no hesitation, yeah. I said no. I didn't plan on it. Here in Australia, it started at one in the morning. And before I knew what time it was, it was 3.30. I actually watched <laughs> quite a bit of it. And then I felt like <laughs> it it just, I just can't go on. How long was the whole event? Was it, like four hours, five hours? I'm six? not sure, to be honest, because in the hour and a half, I seemed to have watched a lot of what what they released so i was i don't know maybe two three three hours but again i didn't plan on it but there was just something about being there in the moment and just knowing that you're watching it live with the rest of the world and then of course like minutes later all the news outlets were posting trailers, <laughs> posters and news tidbits i was there in the moment so it was good mm. fun that's I'm good just... i woke up this morning and um <laughs> You know, I was like, oh, that film too has posted on their Facebook page, uh, like and subscribe, everyone. Um, it's just all these trailers that you've been posting. It was, I was like, it was a lot. Fantastic. And for Sounds Like Comics, I was, I was doing oh, yes, double course, duty. But yes, I, I did watch a lot of it. And the opening, you know, you got a couple of the presenters because like multiple people from across the world were presenting at little different segments. And then they're like, hey, so let's cut to Dwayne Johnson, and he introduced a first look at Black Adam. What can they say if they say, Let, let's cut to it? It's like, yes, let's cut to this pre-produced, filmed probably weeks ago, bit of marketing. <laughs> Don't spoil this for me. It was <laughs> Magical. It was very, very well done. <laughs> but we got to see what Dwayne Johnson would look like for the first time in the Black Adam costume. We got to see him use his powers and it didn't really occur to me that we're going to get black adam in present day in this first movie i thought this was going to be an origin story only of like him many years ago first meeting the wizard getting the powers but yeah i i thought this looked pretty cool i was very pleased to see a bald black adam typically whether it's you know animation Comic books, the character does have hair, but I've seen Dwayne Johnson with a wig in another movie, that film being Hercules. I'm glad they're not doing that. I think it's almost like it's his, it's almost like his signature look now, like his his clean shaven head. But I think it also works for I think it works with his character to just he look does. like Dwayne Johnson. Like he doesn't need hair. He's all good. Um this looks this looks pretty fun. Again, you know, there's not you don't see too much. They're not showing a lot, but it's our first look. Um, and you you might recall like how much of a good time I had with Shazam. Um, and obviously this this being what it is, it's like it kind of it kind of it feels like it's gonna tap, tap into that energy a little bit, but also have sort of go a little bit darker. A bit darker, like the DC universe is not crazy dark, but just that that sweet spot. <laughs> just that sweet spot. Yeah, I mean, it does need to fit tonally to an extent though. I mean, these are characters that at one time are gonna go up against each other. Not a trailer or like first look, but we did see a behind-the-scenes clip of the new Shazam movie, and we got to see Lucy Lou and Helen Mirren in costume. That was that was pretty cool. Asha your angel, you're the young boy playing Billy Batson. You mean that young man? <laughs> he's taller. <laughs> like he's—it's been a couple of years. It's what we talked about when that first Shazam movie came out. Like these kids are going to age quickly. Yeah, and it's and happening. He, like him, him, especially. Like him and that other—was it Mary? Was it is Mary the the older girl? Mary Marvel. Yeah. Which was yeah. two actresses in that first movie. They've changed that with the sequel. Because they, that, that teenage girl is now a fully-fledged adult. <laughs> is that... Yeah. They almost... I feel like they almost could have done it with Asher Angel, but I guess they haven't. Um, what next? We've got... I'll just let you do this. You want to do flash. it. I'll just let you do it. <laughs> First look at Andy Muschetti's Flash, and it features Supergirl, Batman, and two Ezra Millers. I mean, that I was another Ezra Miller. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know this was going to be a thing. What the director was teasing online about the past month or so was just like a close-up of the emblem on the superhero costume, and one of them was a Michael Keaton bat suit, but it had been sprayed or painted red with the Flash logo. Now we know it's a Barry from a different Earth, and they've put together a makeshift. Flash costume for him. So you've got that bit in Michael Keaton's Batcave where you've got Supergirl and then two Ezra Millers, a new suit for the Flash. So they've not gone with the Zack Snyder design. But this, again, it was a teaser. They're still in production. You've got Mm. the Danny Elfman music, the end of the trailer. Barry was just about to unveil the Batmobile. I thought this was good. This and, was you could, good and you could go to And you could tell you could tell it was that Batmobile. Just Absolutely. the shape of the cloth. Like, oh, gave me tingles. For it for a teaser that basically tells you nothing. I feel like this does tell you quite a bit. I mean, it sets up the premise, which yeah, like you know you we're gonna get like a flashpoint type sort of story. You know, the 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 usual go-to I, flash story, yes. which is, I don't think I don't think they're doing flashpoint though. I don't think that's what's happening. I think, but they're implying know, this. This teaser implied that he he goes back to the death of his mother and like. I feel like that's what they're implying. No, what? Okay, maybe he is just in I, front of a house. What I'm getting from it, he's going to save this earth because this earth is the only one where his mum survives. And maybe that Earth is the Batman 89 Earth. That's what I think is going on. I don't think oh, okay. we're getting... The, I don't think we get getting... Well, Flash good. Good, because it's not a major negative, but, you know, much like the, you know, every Spider-Man reboot that we get, it's sort of like, ah, oh, this again, you know? Poor Uncle Ben. I feel like every time you get a Flash, it's not that we've had multiple Flash movies, but you know what I mean? Like on TV and, you know... Animated movies, or you know it's, it's always like, ah, oh, he's got to, yeah, we get it. His mom was killed. He wants to save her. He's going to go back in time and do that. If that's not what they're doing, cool. They're gonna or different spin on it. So that's fine. I mean, again, I could be wrong, but that's just what I, that's what I think is going. On. But I definitely don't think they're doing Flashpoint. But I think this worked great as a teaser, and just having Batman from behind and the Flash trying to recruit him it was good like it was it was a really good teaser yeah yeah i mean if it, by the end of it i felt like it was a teaser for batman but that's you know it's all good <laughs> it's all good well we actually got a full trailer for the batman and this Ooh, was a different one, the different batman <laughs> this is the one that everybody's wanted to see more from and it happened after I went to bed. <laughs> so I decided to watch it when I woke up this morning. <laughs> um, but, wow. I mean, holy crap. This trailer looks fantastic. I'm really excited to see this Gotham that Matt Reeves has put together. So this is something that's not connected to any of the other movies. It's going to get TV spin-offs on HBO Max, but this is going to be on film its own thing, and a young, brutal Batman. Robert Pattinson looks like Batman. He's got the he's got the jaw. He looks like Bruce Wayne. The shots of Celine Kyle, Alfred, Riddler. Never seen Riddler like this before, but it's interesting. Penguin. Wow, Penguin was fantastic. <laughs> Colin Colin Farrell, unrecognisable. You'd need to know. Oh, that I, it was I, I, him. I swear it's not him. It's it's <laughs> somebody else. They're tricking us. It's you know it's a trick. <laughs> I showed it to my wife and she's like, "Wow, it looks like they're giving away the whole movie." What I've heard is that the penguin is only in it for a little bit, and if that's the case, oh, yeah. they really haven't given much away at all. And I really don't think they. Not have. yeah, I don't. I don't think they have. I think they've this trailer really sold the tone and the. I guess more like the world, like the feel of this movie, and what we're going to get, what type of Batman, and what type of Gotham, and I guess what type of movie as well, because it's you know it's it's a Batman movie where you know his rogues are going to feature prominently, which you know they've they've either have they've either had just one villain or you know a couple of villains maybe three. This one seems to be like hey, there's going to be heaps of faces, even if they only pop up for you know, a few minutes here and there, but this is going to be a truly like Batman in the world of stuff. That's what they've sold. I don't think we've got, because what's the story? Oh, we don't know. Yeah, we I have no idea. We really don't know. Like, <laughs> but it was just great. Like Batman giving chase. Penguin thinks that like, he's got one over on him. The Batmobile comes crashing throughout the, out of the fire, flips the car. It, it Just everything. Like, because this is, like, it's, it it's looks, great. It looks dark gritty but at the same time beautiful beautifully shot look, like the framing and like and it, at times a lot of it it's like you're looking at a comic panel it's just that bit where you've got batman and, and catwoman stood there it's picture perfect yeah it there's an aggression to this as well you know like when you get into the action shots but then there's almost like a magic sort of like an art piece when you do just get those more simpler, quieter little shots. And I really hope that all translates into the movie and it's not just a really well put together trailer. Like, I hope that's what we get. I've got a lot of in Matt Reeves and and just everybody involved really. and You've got that bit where Batman actually looks like he's into it. Like when he's, he's punching the guy, (laughs) he didn't, do you know, we, we don't know. Batman to be like that. So it's like, and we know that this, this is said to be year two of him being Batman. So It's not quite an origin story, but he's still very young in his career. So yeah, he, he seemed to just let himself go a little bit in that moment. That bit where all the guys are shooting him, it just, well, I've watched it multiple times. It is a fantastic looking trailer and March cannot come quick enough. Yeah, I feel like we've waited so long, like to see, to see it's like like, that is less than six months or six months away. It feels good. Yeah, that's not feels good. Not too far at all. It looks, it looks so good. And you know what? I can't, I can't think of another comic book based movie that I could compare it to that we've got coming out. It looks like if you look at the market now, there's so many comic adaptions, yet the Batman just seems to stand on its own on its, yeah. yeah, stand on its own i'm, I'm wow well, i'm really looking forward to it i mean the flash of course we've got ben affleck coming back for that michael keaton all very exciting but the batman that's what i'm most excited for i think sometimes we get to a point where it's like as much as we love our shared continuities and universes and all that kind of stuff i think to just get something be its own thing and have some fresh creativity go into that standalone thing. I th- I th- there's an excitement there, and there's something rejuvenating about that. Because it's not just like, yeah, here's another installment in that, where, you yep. know, much the same, new, you know, of course we're excited, but this is like brand new. Yeah, this could go either way and that's exciting in itself uh, that's the rush and it appeals to me in the same way being a fellow fan but to a broader audience as well oh okay so this is another one of those movies so what do i need to see before this one nothing nothing this is ground zero this is number one this is your entry point yeah i'm very very excited for the batman tonal shift (laughs) still being (laughs) so The first teaser trailer for James Gunn's Peacemaker starring John Cena. Just like Peacemaker in the Suicide Squad movie, this looks like a lot of fun. Fun is the key word. So, uh, much the fun. best thing to, to describe <laughs> this trailer, it just looks fun. Um, you know, does it look like the greatest thing? that's probably coming in like no not really but it looks fun no it it looks looks it looks fun it looks enjoyable yes looks entertaining it looks like it's going to be exactly what they want it to be yes yeah yeah i mean just the bit where he's you know he's trying to he's calling after his dad for his dad's attention because eagle eagerly (laughs) eagles (laughs) cuddling him giving him a hug yeah it's what just, a weird visual I, it, it I, really it really is and you know we've talked about john cena many times on the podcast you know he can do the action he can do the comedy so this this show is going to work just like his character worked on on the big screen we've got other characters as well vigilante he's going to be in this show as well it just it looks like a lot of fun and i'm pretty sure so there's going to be i think it's eight episodes and out of them, James Gunn's directed five of them, and he's wrote the whole season. So it's very much a James Gunn show. We're gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> like, yeah, that's I get It's all like I said. It's gonna be fun. Again, like we're not getting too much. There's a bit of a. There's a bit of a story premise thing too, but they're not getting much detail in terms of that, which is which is kind of cool. I'll be I'll be honest. I'm not expecting some sort of intricate thought provoking kind of storytelling here I'm just expecting to be entertained and just go on a ride
1: I mean that's what this trailer was telling me
0: looks like it's going to be a workplace comedy with guns and violence <laughs> that's what, and John Cena dancing in his tidy whities that is what this this show is is, what it's we've is what we want well it's what we're getting <laughs> it's in it's in the trailer yeah. at dc fandom that we're talking about that scene in particular <laughs> so it's definitely that's what it we're gonna be getting. so overall look some some good new bits of um material for the to the upcoming dc stuff um but we'll, we'll come back to all of the, the DC fandom stuff when we get to the other parts of our show. But we've got a couple more trailers here. I guess I'll start taking the leads off here. Home Sweet Home Alone. We've got our first proper look, our first, our first trailer for Home Sweet Home Alone. Um, this is, of course, the Disney Plus um, film that's coming up, which is yeah, the sixth instalment in the, in the franchise. I don't believe it. Um, Archie Yates, Ellie Kemper, Rob Delaney, and Ashling Bay. As you know, <laughs> because I shared this with you <laughs> before we hit record, <laughs> I've waited until now to watch the trailer. i would seen a clip on TV, but I've not actually watched the whole trailer, and some friends of mine were getting a bit bent out of shape over this, and I just made the comment, oh, look at us, so, you know, grown-ups complaining about a kid's movie. And I watched the trailer... Holy shit. It doesn't look good. <laughs> it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. At <laughs> all. The, I like What's the it cast. It? We, we've got that home, Which is weird, yeah. In the beginning, yeah. which is nice. It's, it's familiar. A lot of the dialogue's familiar too. But this... this <laughs> kid, I mean, Macaulay Culkin as Kevin McAllister, was he 10 or was he younger? Well, he was... He was the character was 8 in the first movie. Okay. And he's smaller anyway. It's just with this kid, he's like he's ten. He looks a lot older than Macaulay Culkin did in that first movie. <laughs> I don't feel the same thing that I got. But then it's hard because I was, you know, I would have been six when Home Alone the first one came out. That was young, and you know, you appreciate things or enjoy things differently when you're younger. I, I'm trying to. Stick up for this movie because I think he looks pretty. It's hard, pretty it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. Maybe like kids watching this trailer and like, wow, this Home Alone movie looks good. It. I don't want to sit here and and sound like an old man and be like, nah, you know, back in my day, like this was this was quality and this is trash. But you know, for the purpose of you know truly reviewing and providing my thoughts on this trailer, this looks trash. Like. We can sit here and say, like, oh, look, it's not made for us. It's made for kids. Okay, fair enough. So was the first time alone. You know, it was a family-friendly movie. But the movie went into thematics and it just had a tone to it and a certain quality of, like, a well-polished, put-together film. Like, they made a real... Movie. It wasn't just a throwaway kids thing where this is like, everything looks artificial, bright and colourful and hokey. And like, yeah, it's, this seems, whereas other Home Alone sequels installments have sort of done their own spin on the thing. This seems to be at least what the trailer is doing. This seems to be the same movie as the original where like the same dialogue, it, it probably won't be exactly the same, but it seems to be pretty much the same kind of premise. Family goes on holiday. There's a lot of them. They get split up. The kids are left home alone. It's like, and then crooks try and break in. Yeah, the the trailer I mean, really makes you think of that first movie. So, and I'll t- it's got to be. And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you the uh, I, I sent you this link. and I know you hadn't watched it yet, but um, there, there's. The, the side-by-side of this trailer to the original trailer for the first Home Alone film, beat for beat, it's the same trailer. All the same bits of footage that they've got match the trailer. Check that. Check it out. I've sent that to you. Check it out. You have. It I will. I will. I will watch that. But It's the same trailer. <laughs> going back to Archie Yates. See, so he's playing a young kid named Max. He's 10 years old. But for me... He looks older than that, maybe (laughs) 11, 12. But basically what I'm trying to say is the age that the character looks in this Home Alone movie, my parents weren't necessarily leaving me home alone to go on holiday, but I would be home alone. Yeah, without much. I mean, for long periods of time as a concern, but you could get away. And, you know, like, it was, it was, that different first, back then, but the point I'm that making first movie set up this whole like a convoluted plot to have everything like the phones were down, you know, like the, so all, yeah, the, all the neighbors were, were gone on holiday, like there was no way of getting contact. Now, today's age, you know, there's Facebook, Instagram, the kids are guaranteed that kid has a phone. That kid has a phone, it would do, they it. can I'm make thinking, contact he's purposely choosing not to make contact. But what we are trying to say yeah. before, though, even now going back and watching Home Alone 1, you look at that and you still see a little kid stuck at home. You feel for mm. him. Like there's yeah. burglars. Like, you know, where he's... I don't know. I think they've gone too old with the kid, to be honest. But it, it might work out. It might work out. Mm. I, I feel like that's a step down for this Archie. This Archie 8, like... I mean, the only I'll be honest. The only thing I know him from is is that Jojo Rabbit film, and you know, he was phenomenal in that. It and was. I just feel like yeah. this is a. It's weird. The cast in this is that's great. Like it's a there's a it's a good cast. Maybe you know I'm going to watch this. Oh, I'm going to watch it as well. well. And, and, and maybe we will, it, there we'll, might be we'll, a count to it. We'll review it. We'll talk about it. We'll. We'll be able to have more of a more of an opinion. I can certainly one last say, one last on. one last note though. One last note. Um, there's a there's a cop. There's a police officer character in this film. We've got Buzz McAllister returning. And we knew we already knew the actor was returning. The same actor from the those two, first two original films. But I did not know. You know, there's a there's a a shot of his badge that says McAllister. I did not know he was going to be playing. The same character, like so. This movie is in universe. What's going on there exactly? So what's and, the and that's, deal? That's just there for us. We're well, like, oh, interesting. There's a connection mm. to that thing that we liked. It's Disney Plus. I'll um, <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out. You know, you're mentioning Archie Yates going from Jojo Rabbit to this. I mean, check out the poster, he's on the poster. You mentioned the cast that's in this. I can completely see why wow, this young actor would do this film it makes sense for him but he, it true. looks yes it looks pretty terrible <laughs> it looks pretty terrible <laughs> but come november <laughs> i'm assuming the first weekend that it's out we'll both watch it of course we will part of the problem <laughs> <laughs> home sweet home alone it looks terrible all right we've also got our next trailer scream the Ghostface Killer, or the Ghostface Killer, is back in the first trailer for Scream, the 2022 movie that reunites original cast members or original stars and introduces some new characters as well. I've got to tell you, this trailer is exactly what I thought it would be. There was a scene with a a young lady on the phone. There was a new set of teenage aged characters. And um, we've got Neil Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette. I yep. believe <laughs> is that his name, and they're back. That's this trailer. Could yep. have could have written those points down before we watched it. It sounds like you described Scream Four. That's what they did there as well. But there was that's you, know, yeah. you have a gap between because you got Scream One, Two, and Three. Fairly close together. You know what? I like those three films. You no, know, One and two, obviously, a lot stronger. First one being the strongest. Four, I thought was pretty decent. Now it just seems like there's been so they're much They're doing four again. In yeah. In between. Yeah, they're doing four again. And I'll check it out. I'll watch it. But I know it's not going to be the Scream that I loved. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's the same actors. They're just all older. But it's a continuation, like, so I'm wh- more likely why? to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, always, I always come back to this when we get to the, I know I always mention it when we talk the Scream movies, but it's like, you know, the satire part of these movies, the, the sending up the, the horror movies and then sending up sequels and then the whole joke about, like, the trilogies of stuff. And then that fourth movie, the joke was, hey, like, this is the Scream reboot. That's what we're doing here. What are they doing in this? And like, I, don't know, I don't know what the joke is, unless this ends up in this movie. There's a shared continuity, like a shared universe thing, or something, and they're poking fun at that. I don't know. So I don't know what is, is happening. So it might, if they are still, well, they they might be done with like that. that. I hope, hopefully, they're not, because I do I do like that. Yeah, like say, yeah nothing. I feel like these characters, they just need to move away from that town. They just need to move. They're they just need a break. They've had a hard Go life. Go live in France or something. Have, all I've... of them have had such a hard life. But I've got to be I honest, think... though. Because they did do a, a TV series, MTV. It was completely mm. unrelated. They didn't even have the Ghostface killer until the final season. And I didn't get into that. This weekend, I tried watching the new, I know you did last summer, TV series. Oh, how's that? Well, they put out the first, I think, three episodes <laughs> on Prime, 50 minutes each. I got 10 minutes into the first episode, turned it off, and I thought, well, you know what? I'll just rewatch the movie at some point. <laughs> there you go. So it's, it's screen TV again. It's just, um. I think those movies, you need to come to them at the right age, like Teenagers in Peril. I feel like as a, yeah. as a guy in my 30s, I don't know. I, it's just, it's not it's not the same, whereas you can go back to, say, something you watched in the 90s, like the original I know you did last summer, and that's how old you were then. I don't know. I just, I couldn't connect with it. So I, you know, I it's, it yeah, on. it's one, one weird thing about the, the Scream franchise is that, you know, like, you know, I mean, Elm Street, you got Freddy Krueger, uh, Friday the 13th, at least by the second one, you know, you've got you've got Jason, you've you've got Michael Myers in Halloween, except for the third movie. But my point being is like you've got this character that, you know, like even if the continuity sucks a little bit, there's still you're with that same villain. There's that connection each time. Whereas in Scream, Ghostface is always someone else or multiple people. That's true. So it's it's there's a there's a pro and a con to that where it's like, well, at least there's always a murder mystery or like a... There's a mystery to it every time. That's got something different. Well, at the same time, yeah. we're never there's never progression of that villain because it's always no, something. Of and one and done. But in, yeah. in this trailer, Ghostface sounds like a fan of Sydney. We'll <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, have to wait and see. That's January. Oh. That comes out. But you know what? That was, that was pretty epic. But that's our trailer talk. Let's get into movie news. New concept art has been released for Batgirl, starring Leslie Grace. The film's directors have confirmed Batgirl will have her iconic red hair and cowl in the HBO Max movie. There's been different interpretations of the Batgirl costume. Some just wear like an eye mask, whereas they're going full cowl which is pretty cool. And I have read something the directors have said. Batman will apparently appear. They've not specified the actor, but the character of Batman at some point will appear. Because although it's not necessarily confirmed, I think we're kind of going with the idea that these HBO Max DC movies are connected to the DCEU. We're getting the same actress coming back for. Black Canary, from the Birds of Prey movie. Hmm. So I so guess we're kind of thinking this Batgirl, so this Barbara Gordon, would be the daughter of the J.K. Simmons Commissioner Gordon from the Justice League film. So that is a little bit of speculation, to be honest, but it's good to have confirmation on the costume, what it's actually going to look like, and the art they put out looked pretty cool. Yeah, like, I, I couldn't get too much from the art. It just didn't paint too much of a picture. Bit of a pun there. Um, but I like the idea of having... Because, I mean, I guess the last time we had... Is this correct? The last time we had a live-action Batgirl was Batman and Robin. It was. She wore fan, yeah. the cowl for maybe 60 seconds. And then just... Yeah, th- one, one very brief scene. <laughs> and then and we, got yep, the, mm-hmm. we got the silver ice costumes, because why not? Mm-hmm. Um, sells more toys. <laughs> And, yeah, she just <laughs> threw, threw the cowl away. So I'm glad that we're getting uh, yeah. a comic like cowl. I like, I like that design. Yeah. And the red hair as well. Like, why not? We've had blonde. We've had, like, blonde. We've had sounds, blonde back here. <laughs> yeah, we have. And she was not Barbara Gordon. <laughs> it sounds like they're going for the Burnside Batgirl costume, which was purple. And you would have seen that in the recent DC animated movies. You know where they did this yeah. 52 yeah. continuity. I like the I like the purple, like the purple skirt and stuff. Yeah. Was it a skirt? It's not a skirt, but it, it is purple though. So it's purple, then it's got like a black cowl. That sounds like that's what the what they're going for. All right, we've got a first look at concept art for the live-action blue beetle movie. This looks pretty Zappy, <laughs> pretty bonkers. Very comic accurate. It's the Jaime Reyes costume. So this is not the original Blue Beetle. I think it's even maybe the third Blue Beetle. But in the concept art, we do see the sign for Cord Industries, and Ted Cord was the second Blue Beetle and the one that people would know from like Justice League International in the eighties. One of the more famous Blue Beetles. But now this this looks pretty cool. And it's Miguel from Cobra Kai playing Blue Beal. And he was there. Mm. He had a little segment for DC Fandom, And this young actor, so excited about playing this character. So should be cool. Yeah, it looks like very very techno, very techno. I gotta say, like it almost looks like he has a bit of an Iron Man mask. So hopefully it doesn't look too much like that when they actually I mean, put it to have, screen. You would have seen this character before, like whether it's on the oh, yeah, yeah. Batman Brave and the Bold. So where he gets his powers from, it's an alien scarab that attaches itself to his spine. And it's almost I mean, you're saying Iron Man, it's almost like a cross between Iron Man and Venom. It's that kind of like an alien, emerging. like alien tech kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's like an alien race the reach and anyway, it's a whole thing sounds so, painful though like oh my back oh, hurts. yeah yeah, no, yeah it's like that bit in um, the first x-men movie and wolverines asked about when the claws come out does it hurt every, every time. time oh it's okay it's such a good film anyway <laughs> <laughs> okay um keeping it dc though not marvel keeping it dc dc universe movies and dc animated movies This is what we've got coming in 2022. Catwoman Hunted. We've talked about that on the podcast before. That's the animation or the animation styles anime. And in that film, we've got Catwoman, Batwoman, Black Mask. They put a trailer out as well. Looks pretty cool. That one is the first one that we're going to get next year. I think it's like January. So we don't have to wait too long. For that one and then they kind of just reeled off like a couple of like a handful of movies that we're getting but with no real context green lantern beware my powers i think that could be based on the jeff johns run of green lantern comics battle of the super sons that is john kent superboy and damian wayne robin and they've had a comic for a while John Kent has recently been aged up in the comics, but there was a, a long running series of them as super sons. That though is said to be CG animated, the first one that DC's Ooh. done in these direct to home release films. And we're getting, okay. yeah, I know, I'm not too sure about that. I like TV. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to have to wait, wait and see what it actually looks like then. Like. And, and DC showcase, Constantine the House of Mystery. So remember before we got Batman Death in the Family, that was that interactive movie. Yeah. Put it out as a, like a collection of all the other DC shorts and that's what this is gonna be. That's gonna be like an extended short, so it's probably gonna go for around 20, maybe 30, 40 minutes. And then all the previously released shorts will also get included. But once again, Matt Ryan is reprising his role as John Constantine, just in time for him to leave Legends of Tomorrow as John Constantine and just, well still be on the show, but he's going to be a different character. I've not started the next season yet. But there we go. More Matt Ryan as Constantine. So that was kind of a big announcement. It was rapid fire the way they delivered it. But looking online, it's certainly not getting as much coverage as a lot of the other things that we've talked about already. So I thought it very important. It's more than likely we're going to review all of them. (laughs) I thought I'd talk about it here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Right. Um, What else have we got? Um, A milestone animated movie is in the works at Warner Brothers. Um, Now, you might need to fill me in on what this is all about. Milestone was an imprint at DC. I think in the 90s we got characters like Static Shock, Hardware. Static Shock actually got a animated series, which did tie into the Bruce Tim, DC universe. I think it went for like multiple seasons. Batman and Robin popped up on a couple of episodes. And at DC, they've recently started a big relaunch of Milestone, and it sounds like next year it's coming back in, in a bigger way. They're even talking about doing like, something in live action. But first, we will be getting this Milestone animated movie, and they're teasing that more than one character could have featured. So the assumption is that Static Shock, who's one of their main, if you look like a mainstream, Audience or like a wider audience who're going to know, that like character. almost like like their flagship characters. They were to have yeah, one, so I guess. That's Maybe. a like, point. <laughs> yeah, so he's like their flagship <laughs> character, but uh yeah, so and It's it went away for a while and and it's coming back, but they've not had anything. I'm pretty sure in animation before outside of that TV show. Well, that's it for DC news for now. We'll come back with TV news, I guess. Well, there's some <laughs> Marvel news. Will Poulter will play Adam Warlock in James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The character was originally teased in the post credit scene in Volume 2. And there was even that scene, wasn't there, where there was like a, a an open cocoon in Guardians 1. A lot of people were speculating at the time whether or not that was Adam Warlock. Turned out yeah. not to be the case, but then they teased it at the end of volume two so this is a big powerful character um really powerful gold skin but the interesting thing for sure is the fact that it's will Poulter, who doesn't do these kinds of films like he often does you know smaller films dramas and, and we've seen him in comedies as well we are the middle, of yeah that's that's the thing and i think I, there's something in my brain that keeps me hooked on him in weather millers and that's that's will poulter to me right. i have seen him occasionally do other serious stuff so i know there's something in there that, that's telling me like no he can he can pull this off this is very interesting but i can't shake the the weather miller's character <laughs> like that never kissed a girl kind of you know i'd i, I uh, recently watched that movie again i so good he's really it's really good it's really good but But he is a good actor so I I know he's his look has I looked up sort of what he looks like now kind of thing he's changed a bit he's you know he's I mean he's still Will Poulter like nothing's going to change that but you know he's how do I I say he looks a bit tougher he looks a bit a bit sterner It's very interesting because this is a, like you said, a very powerful, very big character. And, you know, teased, it feels like so long ago that Guard of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out. In fact, so much has happened since then. I don't know, I'm I'm intrigued. Timothy Chalamet has shared a first-look photo of himself as Willy Wonka. That image, the first time I saw it, Somebody shared it online as a side-by-side comparison with Gonzo from Muppet's Christmas Carol. Same outfit. Okay, <laughs> now it's ruined. All right. I, <laughs> I thought this looked really good. It does really look good, good, but it does it look so same, good, doesn't it? The same colours. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. Yeah, it, no, it you've ruined. ruined it. And so this is... Ru- oh, you... <laughs> A young wonker. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this film three consecutive movie shows at this point. First one being maybe whether or not Keegan Michael Key is going to be playing the Umpalumpas. I think that was one of the talking (laughs) points. Still sticking with it. Still sticking with it. But yeah, this is our first look of him in character. He shared it online himself and then Warner Brothers, like they shared it even further. Yeah, no, look, I think there's a certain sort of class inequality to both this picture and the, just the design, the look of him um, and then him as an actor, you know, we, we've talked about it before. It's weird for one image to increase my excitement level, to just turn the notches up just slightly. One picture. <laughs> okay good I mean, it, it's a good picture yeah I, it looks good, good in the outfit. I'm just really I don't know Like, I don't know if this is something I mean it's certainly not something I thought I wanted but I'm curious mm-hmm. about Wonka before the chocolate battery so keep an open mind look as long as long as they don't give him like the, those daddy issues that they gave the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka we're all good <laughs> we're all good I don't even remember what you're talking about I've seen the film a couple of times Oh, it's like his dad is a dentist. That was a dentist. You don't need to remind me. That's fine. (laughs) Shocking. Shocking. Hotel Transylvania Transformania is now going straight to streaming on Prime Video with a new January 14 release date. I'm not sure if we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but this is the fourth movie in the franchise and the first one not to star Adam Sandler as Dracula. I've looked online. Nobody knows why. Could be scheduling. Nobody's talking about it. Could be budget. Who knows? But Sam (laughs) is not coming back as Jack. Kevin James, I'm pretty sure he's also not coming back, but most of the other actors are. But this is an example of a kid's movie that was theatrical. Then it wasn't. Then it was again. Now it's not. Similar to what was happening with Adam's Family 2. How that kept chopping and changing with the release schedule so it's just like yeah hollywood doesn't seem to know what to do with kids movies but this one at least hotel transylvania 4 if you've got amazon prime just watch it at home it's weird like you know like back in the day when i say back in the day i mean like 20 years ago oh probably not even like 10 years ago when especially when it came to like kids movies whether they were disney or whatever yeah you'd get like your theatrical first film you know high praise everyone loves it did well but rather than green light a sequel for theaters it was ah, let's save on the budget save on the animation a little bit you know release a home direct to home video sort of film and that's what you'd get a lesser quality sequel film I feel like by the time you get to a fourth movie in an animated franchise that's probably where you're headed so one part of me is like yeah, that's why they'd throw it on this. But the fact is, like, they've still got some returning voices. I don't know. And uh, this day and age, the fact it's going on streaming doesn't necessarily mean the quality's low. But I can't help but feel like they don't. This is a throwaway movie. Oh no! Like, I, eh, I, I no. I think it's is- is still COVID nineteen related. Just like what was going on with Adam's family. That's. I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. I know what you're talking about. Back in the '90s, I mean, Disney did so many hmm. of them, like Cinderella, two, three. You know, all these movies, to like all, you know, hey, the third one was good. There was time travel. It got crazy. <laughs> I've not <laughs> seen it. To be honest, I just know that it's a thing, and they were doing prequels and sequels, and Lion King two and a half or whatever it was. They were doing a lot of, or one and a half. It was numbers, but they were doing a lot of things like that back in the night. So I don't think that's what's happening here. I just think. Amazon's obviously offered a enough of money. Yeah, and no, no. Getting the to show I agree. I think now, like, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. That's what I'm trying to say. But I think the fact I don't know. There's, there's a mystery to the Adam, the lack of Adam Sandler. Oh no, definitely. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I don't know that that adds to the to like the whole like well, maybe honestly, maybe, mate, I've maybe done this movie is dying. but Nobody's talking about it. And for nobody, and, and I'm not saying that Hotel Transylvania 4 is going to be this massive movie that everybody <laughs> wants to talk about anyway. But the fact that nobody is talking about it and nobody's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, even if it's just like one news outlet, oh, so this is the reason why it's not in it, blah, blah, blah. Moving on. It sounds you know, it's, like it's nobody's a, talking it's a about thing. it because they're not. I don't, I don't want to like shout conspiracy. It, <laughs> it's like that, you know, something's happened, something's been signed. In fact, you know what? I'm just speculating here. We've we've no, no. It's it's that thing where it's like if your movie goes to theaters, there like there's a there's like a certain quality that it just inherits from it, and when it doesn't, it sort of loses that, and people start to lose interest. Not all the time, but it's, it's just it's what happens. And I think as we progress further and further out of the pandemic and all of that, I think those mindsets are going to come back and we're going to be like no it's just straight here it's not in the cinemas oh people are going to start returning to that just wait and see but i'll move on anyway i can see you're getting antsy um hellraiser here we go (laughs) jamie clayton jamie clayton to star as pinhead in a new hellraiser movie a property we've never ever talked about on the podcast. A franchise never come up that I'm not a fan of. I don't watch me, me, me the hell neither. I just stay away from it. Yeah. Not for me. Not for me. But it's a thing that's happening. New. Yeah. Movie. There's the pinhead guy. There's the weird Q.B. thing. Yeah. You know. It's whatever. It's not a. It's, it's not up there of horror franchises that I'm super into. I either. just a me the hell out. I think <laughs> as as a horror movie, it's too effective. I just don't like it. too scary, it's too <laughs> <a fit. laughs> I just—it's I, just—I don't know the everything about it. Because what are they called? is it demonized? What are they called? The 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 anyway the the, the creatures. I've seen bits of it, you know, growing up. But it's yeah, mm. Hellraiser. Always stayed away from it. But there's a new one coming out. Maybe it could be worth checking out. Alright, um, well that's it for the, the movie news. Let's jump straight into TV news and, yeah, start us off with more DC fandom stuff. Breaking news. Grant Gustin's The Flash <laughs> is finally getting his iconic gold boots. This is big news. Yes, we're talking shoes on a movie and TV podcast, but these... No, when you news. have spoken about these boots before, and I don't know if it was it must have been one of the animated movies or maybe something on a wish list for, for season what is <laughs> this season eight. You've talked about this before. Because do you know what? It's icon- <laughs> it is iconic. Like it's it, it's there, like it's the costume. Like the flash, he wears the red costume and he has yellow boots. And it's been interesting watching the the development of the different Flash costumes over the years. If you go back to the first season of The Flash, he wore red leather and they've changed it over the years. And it's like they're gradually getting so close to the comic page, like with each season. And then now with the iconic gold (laughs) boots, they've finally got a great looking Flash costume. But yeah, it's certainly <laughs> just two. in time of talking about it. I mean, we don't know if this is the final season or not. Oh, I thought it was. No, no. No, no. It's it's I mean, we could get a nine, ten, who knows? Supergirl is the only one that's finishing at the moment. But there we go. That's the whole story. I was literally looking I was looking around my room just now for like some sort of flash point of reference. I just realized there is a flash behind you <laughs> and those shiny red bit, mate. And there's, one no, here. there's one. There's one right behind you. I don't need that one. For you guys listening, he's, yeah. Luke is holding <laughs> up. He has multiple Flash figures in his little office that he's got. <laughs> I do, and I'm now just picking up a season one Flash from the show. Red boots. Oh, red boots. There it there is. There we go. Yeah, so it's yeah. a bit of gold on it though. Yeah, but it's not enough. So after all these years, <laughs> they're finally going full comic accurate. Like he's got the gold wings on his helmet and. Yeah, good times. All happening. All right, Doom Patrol. It's been a good times. Speaking of good times, Doom Patrol has been renewed for a fourth season. I've yet to start season three, but it is a show that I enjoy, so it's good to hear that we're going to be getting more Doom Patrol. Are you watching Doom Patrol? I gotta tell ya. Nah. Okay it's on binge i watched You've i watched half time. of the first season i will go back to it it's one of those ones where it's like i didn't stop for any particular reason it didn't it didn't super duper hook me though so i i didn't have that drive to continue but i i see the quality and the i see the appeal i don't know doesn't hasn't done anything for me yet but i'll go back to it it's like me and the boys but since we last Spoke, since the last movie (laughs) show, I have actually finished season two. So I'm ready now for the third season. (laughs) Oh, speaking of renewals, actually, Titans has been renewed also for a fourth season. Are they on par with seasons? Or a Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you think back did Titans have a bit of a delay? Yeah, they did actually. And with Titans so they had that crossover, didn't it? The first season of the Titans crossed over with Doom Patrol or Doom Patrol first appeared on Titans. They had like a, and... almost like a backdoor pilot.
1: Yeah, but then me. they
0: recast most of the actors. Almost all of them. Or like I think one or two they kept. Cool. But Titan seems to be, again, I'm not caught up completely. I think I'm still on like season two, Um that, Honestly, from what I've seen, still, it, it looks pretty bright and bonkers and crazy. It looks like a big go on all out. Still waiting for Titans. Here in Australia, we get it on Netflix. They've only got the first two seasons. Netflix needs mm. to sort that out. A lot of the other DC shows, whether it be Doom Patrol, I was going to say Flash, but that's on Stan, but Doom Patrol <laughs> is on Binge. where a oh, lot they're all over the place. DC oh, shows are. It would be... Say, if Netflix have got it, Come on, we're getting a fourth season. Give us the third season. Still waiting. <laughs> I think we we were waiting. I think both times, season one, season two, we, we had a bit of a delay in getting them. Not not from memory. It was a delay in the US as well. It was a, a delay in general. Like there was a, a oh, okay. gap between seasons one and two. But it, no, I just remember. Was- I just remember season two. had come out for the longest time, and I was like, oh, wait for Netflix. Wait for Netflix. Yeah, wanted to watch it. The correct way, I don't know. Pennyworth will join fellow DC shows on HBO Max for season three. I st- I'm still on season two, <laughs> I did enjoy that first season, but that's another one here in Australia. It's on binge, but in the US, it was on Epics, which is a channel I'm not familiar with. Right. We don't have, and both, yeah. both seasons are on binge, yes. yes yep both seasons oh. of on binge yes yeah, so i just need to actually watch i watched episode. i watched one episode the first obviously first, i watched the first episode i can't even remember it i remember watching it i don't know maybe i was like half asleep when i watched. <laughs> was it is good i didn't even went back it is good but it's one that the wife and i was watching together so we just need to find time to sit down yeah watch lame, blame blame the busy. wife watching all the other things that we watch together. But it's it's good to know that Pennyworth is getting another season and that it is going to be now a HBO Max original. Because you've got to remember, like things like Titans started off as a DC Universe original before that streaming service changed to be comics only. So it's good to know that DC do have a streaming service where all the content can go. Wentworth Miller is coming back to Legends of Tomorrow for the 100th episode. How has that happened? How has that show that I watch, because it's a DC show, and I've just <laughs> finished the latest season, to find out that they've just had the season premiere of the next season. So I've got more to watch, and it's it's got its charm. But a hundred episodes, wow. the seasons are quite short as well. So it's like what season are they on to get to 100? Like, season 7? Seven? 7 or 8, yeah, they. Jeez. maybe 7. Yeah, yeah. I think season 7. Yeah, they, they are up there. But for episode 100, as well as Wentworth Miller, a lot of the actors from previous seasons are coming back in, like, a big celebration. So you're going to get Firestorm, Hawkman back again for the first time in however many seasons. But it really is a bonkers show. Like, it's Remember Heatwave? Hmm. He's now a parent, and he gave birth to these aliens. That was okay. Oh, right? Bonkers. Okay. It's that's where we're at. Anyway, <laughs> the show wasn't bonkers enough at all. It's time travel hiding. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's really sure, more, a lot more over the top than it used to be. <laughs> all right. But, um, but you know, one of the latest, most recent, over the top, crazy things. Eh, actually looking back at it, oh like it wasn't that nuts. WandaVision. Um we're getting a WandaVision spin-off series focused on Catherine Hahn's character, Agatha Harkness. This is in development at Disney Plus. I'm curious, do you reckon this was this was on the cards from the start? Or has this been something just opportunity arose? Yeah, I think based um, on Popularity of not just the character, but Catherine Hahn. Like mm. she ended up being one of the best things about that series, which was a fantastic series. But in a world where you know we're, we're soon to get a Hawkeye TV series and that looks cool, I don't know how excited I can get about an Agatha Harkness TV series. I'm, I can, I mean. I would love to see more of her, but yeah, like you yeah, like, uh, do I really want a series about her? Probably not, probably not. However, the the potential that they have with this character and what they can do with it in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we can delve into the supernatural side of, of the Marvel Universe more than ever before, even more so than what Doctor Strange has been doing. Um, she's been around for a really like a like a couple hundred years or a thousand years or something like that we could go back and look at different points in history and explore a few different elements that that they can do some stuff with it if it was just her just hanging around a town doing stuff i don't know i probably wouldn't want to see that but a bit of history a bit of backstory and some marvel mythology i'm up for it you know if marvel were limiting themselves on the amount of film and TV they were making. I wouldn't like the idea of this, but they're making so much. So this is just another show that they may or may not be making. I mean, I'll, that's I'll a check, good, good way of looking at it. Yeah, I'll check it out. But I was, I was surprised when I saw the news. And of course, it's going to be titled Agatha All Along with a catchy theme song. <laughs> you know what? I don't really know. Is that like too obvious? It. I really like that. I guess the title. And it could be what she's been doing all it along, could you know. Even like just be played I for reckon laughs. It's... And and even if it's like not they could do like a series of specials where they have it so she was secretly manipulating events, but it was just played for laughs. Who knows? We don't know what direction they're gonna Well it could be I'd if say. it's a if it's like a sequel like sequel type thing to WandaVision, it could be about her being trapped in this thing, and like somehow, like she starts to remember, or she breaks free of Wanda's spell. So it could be—I don't know—something like be that. The show from her perspective, but who knows? Who knows? It might what? not even—it might not even be a thing. But at the moment, a babysitting show—a babysitting show, like like Nanny McPhee, but <laughs> yes. Agatha, and she just she's just terrorizing these children, like. I mean, you're changing my mind. I'm <laughs> gonna, I've got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> to me, you can I mean. do a few things. We've right. got some Doctor Who news. And interestingly, because they're doing a different thing with Doctor Who, they're going to be telling one story over six chapters. And the first chapter has the title Doctor Who Flux. I'm assuming Flux is going to be connected to just one chapter and it'll change it up each time. Well Flux is due to premiere on Halloween and that is beginning Jodie Whittaker's final run as the doctor. Coming to an end. So we've talked about this before on the podcast. They're doing something a little bit different. It's almost like doing like short movies instead of doing like a full season as a final run of episodes. Okay. <laughs> that's that's my contribution. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious where we're going to go next, but we've got Jodie Whittaker for a little while longer. So yeah, I do like her as an actress. She's a good actor. And yeah, I'm just hoping that she's going to get some good episodes. I've said on here before you- that she is better than the material she's been given, which is unfortunate. No. Okay. Do you get excited when they, when they rejuvenate, when they change up the Doctor? Is it sort of like, oh, what are we going to get? I could love it. I could hate it regenerate. They don't rejuvenate. Oh, wasn't they I don't tried tried know. I tried to say the word that it was. Regenerate. <laughs> Sorry. You know the Hoovian man. They Clearly. <laughs> regenerate. I, well, you know what? It's a thing. It's, it's a big thing. And, you know, Doctor Who's been back since 2005 when we got Chris Regelson. And, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's interesting because it's a different actor. But it's the doctor is always the doctor, but has lived many lives. And when you get a different actor, it's, it's almost like when David Tennant came to the end of his run and he said the line, I don't want to, it's been a while, I'm like paraphrasing, but he said something on the lines of, I'm don't, I don't want to go or I'm not ready to go. Because although he does regenerate and the doctor continues, he has a different appearance even inside he changes like he's not hes not the same exact same person so it's not like you but you suddenly just look different like everything about you just changes i mean he's still the quirky doctor but something doesn't stick around anyway it's yeah so i do it's exciting times okay i successfully made that story go longer than um, than uh yep yeah, cool star trek chronology uh, <laughs> has <laughs> confirmed more voice cast for its upcoming season, including Robert Beltran, who will reprise his role as Chakotay. Chakotay. Yes, Chakotay. You didn't watch so Star Trek, did you? <laughs> not. A, you know what? A few, a few episodes I watched with my dad. He's um, the character that has the tattoo above much. the eye. All right, come sure. commander. Star Trek Prodigy premieres on October 29 with a one hour episode exclusively on Paramount Plus. What are you gonna do? Well, it's been (laughs) mentioned on the podcast that you do have Paramount Plus, and I've said I'm waiting for the right time to do the seven day trial. Sure, this is it. It's gonna be you know, episodes released weekly, but at least for this one hour episode. I'll trial Power Mount Plus. (laughs) Sure, and then check out Rugrats while while you're at it. (laughs) I might check out that Kate Beckinsale show that's on there. What's that? I saw a poster for it, and if it not said Kate Beckinsale's name on the poster, I would not have recognised that photoshopped face as being Kate Beckinsale. Almost unrecognisable. I don't know what you're talking about, but I Power Mount Plus guy just thought that you'd know. But okay. (laughs) I'm just I'm opening the app now to check out what's on there. I don't know. Move on. Move I'll on. talk to you about it later. <laughs> <laughs> Masters of the Universe Revelation Part 2 premieres November 23rd on Netflix. This is what we've been waiting for. The show where Kevin Smith is showrunner. We always knew it was going to get released in two parts, but we'd not known until now whether that second part is actually going to air. I was going to say something, but I don't want to give away spoilers. I can't really say it. But all I will say is if you look at the poster and if you look at the new toy line they've put out, there's a character referred to as Savage He-Man and he's got long hair. That don't want to give no spoilers if no. people have not oh, seen part one of the Dangerous, show. dangerous, <laughs> Although I'm sure if they're listening to this, they'd have seen it by now. But just in case. Just in case. A 90s set spin-off of that 70s show is in the works at Netflix. That 90s show will follow Leia Foreman as she visits her grandparents. Who are her grandparents, you might ask? Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Joe Rupp are set to return as Kitty and Red, with other 70s show cast members also expected to be back. So this character, obviously our new character, um, she's going to be the daughter of... Um Donna and Eric. I almost forgot his name. Well Eric done for And I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You know, back when this show was coming out, loved it. Absolutely loved this show. Yeah. It wasn't until years later that I found out that they actually tried to do a spin-off. Then. That 80s show. Yeah, yeah, which wasn't mm-hmm. successful, but they didn't I don't think have it, it any wasn't... original cast coming back. Yeah. It's hard to do a spin-off when it's sort of a standalone spin-off isn't it it's just sort yeah, so it's premise brand to, from that seventy show the eighty show they clearly thought that would be enough whereas you know this is a show where it very much is set in that world and it would be pretty cool if they get characters coming back but the earlier seasons for me were the better ones you know i don't think i stuck around uh, for all of the later seasons to be honest all the later, I, later uh, <laughs> i'm a big fan of the show i've got them all on there uh, all on dvd and yeah, you're right. Look, the later seasons did, did drop in quality, but you know, there was some redeeming. I think the fact that you know, both Ashton Kucha and um, oh god, who played Topher Grace? Not <laughs> giving him a good run. Um, the fact that they both left in like uh, over the last few seasons sort of hurt the show a bit. Um, but you know, there, there's some fun stuff like other characters sort of get more prominent roles, and there's yeah. some good. There's some good stuff, but yeah, it's still it's good. Sort of and, and I don't watch it now, but I'm confident if I was to watch an episode, I'd enjoy it and find it funny. Like no doubt. You know out. what? The, the, there's some. They're doing reruns like just on, like on TV. You know, free to air commercial television. And sometimes I just can't be bothered flicking through Netflix or whatever, so I just put on TV and like it's it's on, and I'm like, just check out a random episode every now and then. I'm like, it's. It's funny. It's still good. So I'm I'm actually excited to see, you know, Red and Kitty return and anyone else that's gonna come along for the ride. Very excited. I'll check it out. You know, Netflix. Mm. I've been saying for a while, you know, there are so many shows that get like these revival shows. And to me, I'm like, this is kind of like a revival show. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the revival rebooted shows, I'm like, oh, they aren't really ones that I've I've watched. The closest I'm getting is this Dexter show, and I, that's because I've had to, I've actually had to sit down and watch all of Dexter. But now I'm pumped for it. But I haven't had one of these, and I feel like this is this is one I can enjoy. Because yeah, I'm like, I, yes. Yeah, I've I've done the part. prerequisite work. I can. Full House. I never watched Full House. I've yeah. Never seen an episode of it. So that that meant nothing to I, me. I had, but didn't care. I just never never seen it. Sabrina Spellman is heading to Riverdale. Kiernan and Shipcare will reprise her role as the Teenage Witch in the upcoming sixth season of the CW series. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is a show that came to an end. There'd been talks of maybe having a crossover with Riverdale over the years, but now it's actually going to happen. Yeah, it's interesting because they were... I think it was... I think they planned to do it, I think in the like the following season of The Chilling Adventures, but I guess you know, with it being sort of wrapped up, they were, like, oh, we're not gonna get a chance to do it. Very cool that they managed to sort of still make it happen and it could be fun. <laughs> completely, I mean, the, the the Riverdale show wasn't for me. I kind of gave up on the Sabrina show. But do you know what? Yeah, me too. I watched the first season or the first part of Sabrina. How interesting. How just very interesting that suddenly there's going to be this supernatural witch character in this teen drama show. Sure. (laughs) The first (laughs) episode of Riverdale I watched was the pilot, and the second will be this crossover. (laughs) That's as far as you (laughs) go. I think I gave it like five or six episodes. I did one. And yeah. do you know what? It was well put together. You know, it was fine. It was perfectly fine. There was nothing wrong with it. I just recognised, just like I was talking about the new I Know You Did Last Summer show, not for me. Yeah. It's not for me. Not for Just made you feel a little bit uncomfortable when you were watching it? Just a little bit? Just I like, just, yeah. You know, when you're watching it, and I'm, I was more connecting with Luke Perry, the dad, than I was Archie Andrews. <laughs> Hey, if there's good quality parent characters, then it's like, "Hey, that's how you get, that's how you get us on board <laughs> Maybe that'll be my experience with that seventy show i'll just I'll just <laughs> see myself in bed <laughs> although like he'll be like a seventy year old man now, eighty years old or something. I don't know still though' <laughs> I should see <laughs> myself in the parental figure. What we'll we'll enjoy the 90s stuff, that's what we're gonna get over that. That's what we're gonna get. All right, The Haunting of Hill House creator Mike Flanagan is bringing fresh horror to Netflix. The Fall of the House of Usher will be a new limited series based on multiple Edgar Allan Poe works. So, nothing to do with Usher, the RB artist. No, no, different Usher, (laughs) Mike Flanagan, horror Netflix. I'm there for it. Hill House, phenomenal. Blind Manor, bit of a letdown, but at its moments. I've only just started Midnight Mass because the wife and I... I have back. not yet. We'll How's trying, it going for you? We'll be trying to find the right time to sit down and watch it. We did two episodes back to back. I think there's only like seven or eight in a season. It's quite short. All um, oh, right. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Hour-long episodes and it's very cinematic. Like, it's... It's so well made and a bit of a slow burn, but that's okay. And I don't feel like that's a spoiler. And um, yeah, but a lot of the cast, Hill House. So it, it almost feels like it could be the third season of Hill House <laughs> in an anthology series, but that's okay. But it's good. It is de- definitely <laughs> worth watching. And he just didn't want to tie himself down to the... Like the haunting of branding, and he's like, "Look, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do the same thing I was, I was already doing." I, I don't buy right. it yeah. because it's, it's another horror TV series or limited mm. event. It's on Netflix, and not this show, but Midnight Mass is brought a lot of those original cast members N- back. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, he's literally doing the anthology thing. Yeah. He is, but it's like days. he's, he's just like, I'm just quietly dropping the Haunting of brand <laughs> without telling anyone. Maybe if that second season or or if Blind Manor yeah. was better, or, you know, better received as well. Anyway, Midnight Mass. To prove playing, me wrong, I'm all in. what needs to happen is that there has to be a third season of The Haunting of. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll be like, well... Honestly, would not surprise me. So, you know, he's adapting Edgar Allan Poe, but those same actors popping up, see it now. It's going to happen. It will happen. And that's okay. That's okay if he wants to surround himself with the same actors. They're good. It just feels like it's all of a piece. (laughs) But he's kind of saying it's not, but that's okay. The Walking Dead will live on in an anthology Uh (laughs) form as AMC has given a series green light to... Tales of the Walking Dead. <laughs> I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. When I read when I read about this news, I turned to my wife and I said, "Hey, they're doing another, they're doing another Walking Dead spin-off And she just looked at me. And I was just like, "Why?" And she just, she, why? Why? Well, there's so many, but at least, at least this is something a little bit different. It's not just like, "Hey, it's the same thing, but somewhere else." It's standalone episodes yeah. about characters we've seen already and new characters characters from the past i don't know See, so you had the walking dead fear the walking dead it was a prequel then caught up world beyond yeah really quickly is in the future and it's uh, it's set well it's, it's kind of set not, currently not flying, I, I guess not flying cars but i thought it was set a few years after and it was kind of like Civilization starting up again. We're seeing from like a YA perspective, and it's that's where that's where the main show kind of is or was. I mean, I'm trying to have an opinion on something that I don't watch. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, more Walking Dead. You could say you could say World Beyond was set ten years after the start of it all, which is like the main show is on season eleven. So yeah, there you go. (laughs) And if Walking Dead on TV's not enough for you you've still got the rick grimes trilogy to to watch when they finally release them on the big screen hey i'm not holding my breath for it eh? i don't know when that's gonna happen you're too busy with all these spin-offs we might get the rick grimes trilogy in in this anthology series Ooh, that'd be <laughs> i mean <not laughs> what a downgrade care, but i was gonna say that'd be disappointing yeah um... what a downgrade Alrighty, that is it for our news. (laughs) Just news in general. Let's do some recommends. What have you got for us? I'm going to recommend a new BBC comedy, The Cleaner, starring Greg Davis. He plays Paul Wiki Wickstead. What a name. Nickname. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a state certified cleaning technician who is responsible for the removal of any signs of death from the crime scenes. so there's been a horrific crime. The show starts with him arriving he's cleaning wherever the crime occurred, and then each episode is a different guest star. Now, the first episode you got Helena Bonham Carter, episode two, you got David Mitchell, and then throughout the series it's someone different each time. But for me, the appeal was Greg Davis. I've been a fan of his. I've mentioned him on the podcast many times, going back to In Inbetweeners, Man Down, Cuckoo. Um, he's one of the hosts on, or the main host, should I say, on Taskmaster, which is currently airing its new or latest season on Binge. A lot of fun. But this is a it's a good show. And it's just, for the most part, one location and... Two actors, one being Greg Davis. Sometimes that's just keeping it simple. You can get so much out of it if the talent is right, which that sounds, that sounds pretty good. It's a good show. So in the UK, BBC, here in Australia, more than likely it's the kind of show that you get on ABC to so be able to check it out on iView. But in the meantime, if like me, you're in Australia, YouTube, that's where you can watch it right i'm going to recommend my first paramount plus movie and this is queen pins Ooh. yes yes if you had paramount plus you could watch this <laughs> there we go it's on my yeah. I, I penciled it in <laughs> on, <laughs> on, your, on your seven day seven, seven day trial because this is a movie that although it's paramount plus original you can't actually rent it on itunes Oh, that's weird. No VOD options. Very, very sad. Um, well, this is a, a comedy film or action comedy in a way, kind of, um, written and directed by Aaron Gudet and Jida Pulapilli. Um, it stars Kristen Bell, Kirby Howell-Baptiste, Paul Walker-Hauser and Vince Vaughn. Basically, this is based on a uh, a true story. You know, in America, they've got those, they've got coupons, vouchers for, you know, food. Supermarket type things. Um, These ladies basically get involved in um, basically they steal a whole bunch and they resell them and they basically create a business doing that. You know, it's theft, it's fraud, but they're making a lot of money. And yeah, they basically have to navigate that whole thing. And it's pretty funny. And there's you know there's the the two guys Vince Vaughn and the other guy and they're sort of trying to hunt them down Vince Vaughn is a he works for the the postal service but involved in like criminal activity and all of that and the other guy works for a supermarket chain but deals with fraud and loss prevention and stuff like that it's 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 weird that this is a real thing that happened but delivered to us in a nice package of this comedy film it really came out quite well. I was pretty entertained. Yeah. Pretty it looks good. And, I, I want to see it. I just say it's got a it's got a really good cast. You kept mentioning the other guy. The other guy. It's Stingray from Cobra Kai. That's who he is. You know what? I recognised him from that. Um, yeah, the, 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 the Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood movie. Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. yeah, with the uh, the bomb, the nail bomb thing. It's yeah. Paul Walter Hauser. But yeah, that's the waiting. one I said his name literally seconds ago, and then it just slipped my mind. So I just thought I'd get name dropping Vince Vaughn instead. Um, but yeah, there's a little bit of a, um, little bit of like a there's a few instances here. I'll leave it at first surprise, but the good place is a bit of a sort of a reuniting of a few actors. Oh, nice. In this, I think even Kirby Hal Baptist was in the good place as well. So I mean, there's there's that, it looks good. Um, but yeah, that's. Queen Pins, Paramount Plus. Yeah, he's a recommender. it I'm on your seven-day trial. Definitely going to watch it. Well, that's two things. So I've got, that's what maybe, what, <laughs> two, minutes, two hours, and then I've got an hour with Star Trek Prodigy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna fill the seven days. Seven <laughs> days will be, you're going to take work off. Take work off for it. <laughs> I'm still waiting to find out if, uh, if we're going to get Paranormal Activity next of kin. We still don't know. The US we'll see, maybe... If we do, maybe that can be my second Paramount Plus movie (laughs) to recommend. (laughs) Who who knows? Or maybe not. only if it's good, though, of course. Might be god awful. Yes, yes. All righty, all righty. I've just got a bit of trivia for you. And I thought, you know what? When are we ever going to talk about Sabrina the Teenage Witch again? Maybe one day. Maybe one day. But I thought I'd take the opportunity um, and just talk about the first time she debuted in... Oh, debuted, I guess. And it was, of course, in Archie's Madhouse, um, issue number 22. And this was in October of 1962. Now, the character Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, was created by writer George um, Gladier and artist Dan DiCarlo. I thought this was a little interesting uh, kind of fact. Um, George Gladier said that he named Sabrina after, where was it? Um, named after a woman he recalled from his junior high school days who was very active in school affairs cool good to know where yeah. that came from that's it, that's it, just yeah. some girl who was into her school community yep. Yes. I feel like affairs is such a bad word but it's obviously not referring oh, to not about any relationships but yeah no, yeah, you know what I'm talking about Oh good, yeah. I just thought. I feel like people would often wonder, like, Sabrina connecting with Archie. What's the deal there? Like, why is that happening? And I was like, it's where she started. You know, that part, Greendale, of Dale, Riverdale yeah. is a lot stronger than where you ended. But yes, good, good trivia.
1: <laughs> thought connection <laughs> is bigger. more
0: interesting than where the name came from. Well, maybe yeah. that's just me. Who knows? I yeah, whatever. Anyway, that's it for our movie show. Please get a subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's New Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, podcast.com If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Injustice. And stay tuned for our upcoming review of Halloween Kills. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.